Okay, so when you're like buying beer to go, generally mm-hmm. for us it's buying beer to go because we are to going. It does granted get a lot harder if you are boondocking in the middle of 18 Road near Fruta <laughs> in the desert in Colorado in June and it's hot and you really don't have a place to take and a you're shower. And biking in well, the heat and getting sweaty and dirty. Thank and God nobody else is, stuff is out there. Nobody else is stupid enough to be out there at that time. So it's just the two of you anyhow. So, you know, it doesn't matter. You can yeah. stink. As long as you can handle <laughs> your partner's stink. <laughs> Welcome to the Craft Beer Travel and Adventure Podcast with Living a Stout Life. This is where we sit down with creative thinkers, on-the-road adventurers, and craft beer lovers. Your hosts, Ken and April, live, work, and travel in a 24-foot RV in search of inspiring stories around a great beer. All right. Welcome to our podcast. Beer? You want to start with just cracking open a beer? Beer? If you can tell me what beer it is, I'll crack it open. Beer, boondocking, and the C word. Oh. Beer, boondocking, and what? Okay, open the beer because we have a mystery beer. We have no idea what it is. We'll explain it in a minute. We know where it's from. Lowdown Brewery. Lowdown Brewery and Kitchen (laughs) in Denver. Geez, you sound like an ad. I thought that was my job. (laughs) We have to talk about the beer that we're drinking. Um, Here. It looks... uh, Let's see what it is. Okay, seriously, we bought... Wait, wait, wait. Don't pour it yet. So we went to Lowdown... The first week, the breweries opened back up again in Denver, and we um, ate there and drank there, but then we also bought beer to go, and it's labeled sore or sour. It sure looks like sore. (laughs) 6.0%. We don't know. We can't remember what we ordered. (laughs) So now it's a mystery beer. Oh, it is totally a sour. Oh, that's a sour. <laughs> I guess it's I color. it was the wrong one, because I don't remember ordering a sour. We don't usually drink sours, but that is totally a sour. It is pink. We're going sour, baby. <laughs> okay, my face is totally making the face of a sour beer. It's a sour sour? I think the only one they had, if I remember, it was some kind of blackberry sour. Okay. I just love the bubble sound, so sorry if you got bubbled there. So, like, trying to figure out a mystery beer is pretty damn easy when it comes out a pink color Ooh. and you can even smell the... It's good, but it's just a sour. Mm-hmm. Okay, how many times can I say sour? All right, we're moving on. A lot of times. <laughs> it's actually a very good beer, though. It's not super sour. I don't know why you made the sour face. Because it's, it's not... sour, and I'm not a sour fan. Okay. You like the ghosts. So, the ghosts are okay. They're saltier. They're not really sour. And they're not really fruity. They're more like cucumber okay. and like a limey. They're not not limey, but lime. Lime, like not a fruit lime. What? You said you don't really. They're not like really fruity. fruity. They're not like blackberry or cherry fruit. or or lime, huckleberry or <laughs> berry. <laughs> they're not berry. Okay, I gotcha. I'm on the same page now. Finally. Anyhow, so I mentioned that we went to Lowdown. Um, like what like the one of the first few days that the breweries opened in Denver? Yeah. And no. we also said that the title of this was uh beer. Boondocking. Boondocking. And the C, and the C word. word. I thought you I think you can figure out the C word. Um <laughs> We'll just let you ponder that for a minute. <laughs> but, but for the first part of like 
it's just you and I talking today, so unfortunately you guys have to listen to us talking. Um, but for the first part, we thought we kind of like, maybe... You like talking to us, though, so... That's true. Yeah. We, I don't know, we thought maybe we'd kind of talk about, like, how to get back into the brewery scene. Yeah, it's... Um, like, what to expect. Yeah, because, I mean, we we pretty much jumped right in as soon as we could go back to a brewery. We kind of went, and... Yep. It's been pretty cool. Um, we stopped at a couple on the way. We stayed in, well, I think a lot of you probably know that we stayed in Alabama with my brother um, for a little over a month with this whole C word crap. <laughs> <laughs> now I just gave away the C word. but um, So then on the way back to Colorado, we wanted to get back to as normal as we could be as quickly as we could and back that, to the breweries that included um well we had actually planned on going through hot springs arkansas to visit some friends just to visit them and they happened to own a brewery there hot uh, superior bathhouse but walking advertisement make a long story short <laughs> i am a walking advertisement but um they just happened to be open um they were the first brewery open that we got to go to back to and then and then we stopped in Oklahoma City, and then we came back to Colorado, and when we first got here... Nothing yeah, was open yet. It was still crazy, crazy shut down. But, um, yeah, about a week or so after we got back, they started opening... A f I mean, they had already started opening a few things, but um, about a week later, they started opening restaurants and, bre and breweries that would serve food or have some sort of food tie-in could start opening again. And so... Yeah, we started going back out. I mean, I know not as much for April, but for me, I like, I kind of wanted to see what was going on with the, like all the crazy restrictions and stuff. But what do you mean not as much for me? But I don't think you were all that curious about the restrictions. You just wanted to go and get back to the brewery. And I did too. Very much. Very much. I just wanted to get back to the brewery and have some semblance of normalcy kind of creeping back. Not to get, like, political or anything on this, but and I'm not going to go yeah. into, like, what people think of all the different restrictions. But, like, if you... This is what a lot of... Like, a lot of conversations that we've had lately with friends and everybody is, like, if you even attempt to understand half the rules that were set up because of the C word, you're just going to drive yourself crazy. So, <laughs> instead of, like, trying to understand them, I suppose if we're going to get back into the breweries, we're just going to follow them. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you kind of have to, though. It's like, I mean, we have a lot of friends now in the brewing business. One, well, one, we just love going to breweries. So you kind of have to put up with, even if there's some things that don't make sense, you kind of have to put up with it. Because otherwise, if you go in there flaunting and going, ah, I'm not going to, I'm not going to wear my mask until you seat me so I can have my beer. Screw you. Screw that. I mean, all you're doing is giving somebody a hard time that doesn't need it, yeah. and you you help you run the risk of them getting shut down. And it's like that's, you know, whatever you think politically or, or just commonsensically or whatever about the different stuff, try not to be a dick. <laughs> Don't be a dick. <laughs> Sorry. Don't but be an asshole. Yeah, it's like you know so, our friends out there and the that are working at these breweries, whether they're brewers, servers, whatever. You know, they're there to give us something that we love, and they're ha they have this impossible task of also navigating all these rules and restrictions. 
to try and make it safe and comfortable for everybody as best they can. And they are, they're doing the best they can with what they're given. I actually wrote um, a blog post about like how to kind of re-enter breweries and how to visit breweries again. And when I was looking up in the research for that, because I was typing like all these rules that we as consumers have to follow. And I was just like, oh my God, this is bullshit. And then I was like, I wonder what the breweries have to follow. So then yeah. I was like researching like kind of their rules and their rules are like pages and pages and pages of all the things that these that the breweries have to do before they can open up so they don't get shut down so like if if we think that there's a lot of things that we have to do to visit a brewery just yeah just chill because it's actually pretty easy we don't really have to do a whole lot compared to what the breweries have to to do wear a mask till you sit down but wait 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 so in the words of tim from strangecraft because i love the Mm -hmm. how the way he said that just learn or enter the breweries with grace and kindness and like beer is not your god-given right so just be good to be good to people <laughs> in the words grace of another friend <laughs> yeah we're stealing everybody's words today yeah. but i just like that just when you go to back to the breweries just you know enter the breweries with grace and kindness like we all just want to get back to like whatever our normal was kind of thing mm-hmm. and so in brewery, especially in sure. the breweries so i don't know i guess for this first part of what we're trying to tell you guys is we want to give you a few tips if you have not been out into the world quite yet of like breweries and restaurants we're going to kind of give you a few tips on like how to do that so you can go back to a brewery and enjoy a pint tip number one don't be a dick don't be a dick or an and asshole enjoy a pint say hi to a stranger <laughs> And maybe even enjoy a flight. Yeah, yeah. A lot of places are... A lot of... I mean, most places that we've been are, like, really... um, They're doing almost everything as normal as they can. Yeah, they really are. I mean, the only weird things are, like, you can't... You can't walk up and hang out at the bar, usually. You can't... You can't walk over to a stranger's table and say hi right up in their in their grill you know right well, you now nobody wants that, that no but you know when you're at a brewery a lot of times you like if you go off to the bathroom or whatever and come back you you know you say hi to somebody and then you start talking or whatever and now yeah. it's kind of you can't really meander around as much but. right that's true so generally and this is what we've seen in arkansas oklahoma and colorado and then we've heard from other people that it's very similar in a lot of the other states um, that have opened back up. But generally, you'll go up to a brewery and they'll have signs or greeters. And most of the mm-hmm. times, the signs will tell you everything you need to know. So please have some patience before you get your beer. Read the signs. <laughs> because generally, now it's kind of like a restaurant service. You have to be waited, you have to be, wait to be seated. So when you go to the brewery, yeah, most of the time. you'll need a mask on, you'll wait to be seated, um, they'll take you to your table. And usually you have to have limited parties, too. So I know Colorado is eight. I think Arkansas was six. I don't know. It just depends on the state. Um, So you can't just go with a huge party either. And you can't, if you you see a bunch of your friends there and there's already eight people at the table, you can't go move another table right (laughs) next to it. (laughs) Again, don't be a dick. Um, (laughs) That just stresses out the people that run that place it actually happened because they have to follow these rules that actually happened when we were at the brewery and like they they knew everybody there too and he was just trying to like get away with stuff don't try and get away with things not today 
No, because it puts like the we said, breweries it puts, at risk. Right, it puts the staff and the and the owners of the breweries at, at risk, and you know that's not what we need right now. Right now, we need to, you know, make everything work, and then yeah, it'll creep back, and we'll get it back to normal when it's right the right time to do but, so. Okay, you know? so you wear your mask when you're walking to your table the second you sit down at your table you can take your mask off you don't need to put your mask back on again unless you're going to get up to go to the bathroom or some breweries still um allow you to go to the bar to order beer but it's very limited so if there's like a long line at the bar you won't be able to do that most breweries is all table service yeah most breweries now you can't just walk up and yeah ask for this or that at the bar you have to they're they usually have servers coming out to your to your table or wherever you're sitting, and we're we're waiting for the day, or at least Kenny's waiting for the day when they make some straw that you can stick through your mask, and they make beer <laughs> taste good through a straw. Man, you just gave up our billion dollar idea. No, nobody wants a straw for beer. Not really. Well, <laughs> there are people that do want that, but those are called college kids, and yeah, Ew. no, no, that's called. They do all kinds of crazy crap. But they you like don't even do need keg a straw. stands. Yeah, and you don't need a straw. Straws and whatever. Yeah, no. No, thank Ooh, you. Another rule if you are one of those people that have kids that run around breweries like crazy and they think that it's a playground, you mm-hmm. can't do that anymore. The kids need to sit at no. the table and be good. <laughs> and all my beer snob friends out there, are, yeah, I know. yeah, finally. <laughs> it's the same but. with the dog. <laughs> if you have a dog, the dog needs to sit at the table and be good. Yeah. I have two, we have two grown kids, so I can make fun of kids running around breweries if I want to. Been there, done that. Mm. I look at it as if you've been there, done that, like I can make fun of it all I want. I'll make fun of it anyway, (laughs) (laughs) even if I haven't done it. So keep your kids and your dogs in line. (laughs) (laughs) And again, don't be a dick. (laughs) Can't stress that enough. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think it's really a ton different outside of that. Most most breweries are, you know, they there was a a couple months of weirdness where the two to three months where they couldn't even be open, so the beer supply was kind of weird and stuff. But a lot most breweries now are back to to brewing again, and because they've got at least some idea of what they need. Thank goodness it's summer because there are a lot of breweries that don't really even have indoor seating right now. They've like kind of oh, just man. cut it out. Yeah, or if they do true. have indoor seating, there's maybe two tables in there. They, but I know in Colorado, they've changed a lot of the rules where you can have um, outdoor areas that are like kind of on the street even or sharing space with the storefronts right. next door. So they have increased outdoor areas because all the tables need to be the whole six feet apart from each other and even like here in uh, in a there's an area here called littleton um they have a little main street that on the weekends now they're closing it off and um like literally like all the restaurants and and the breweries and bars and, or whatever's open there can like have tables out in the street yeah it's cool i think that's awesome i think that should stay i do too because <laughs> it's really cool you have so much more outdoor space i think it's um, just kind of fun yeah it's, it's cool. just a fun community kind of thing to and, me. and it's still super easy when you walk into a brewery just to say hi across the tables and guess what's really cool is so many people want to say hi across like the yeah. tables and across the aisles because we've come across a lot of people who are like this is my first time sitting down in a brewery and it feels so good to have a pint 
or it's my first time out of the house in three months. I know. <laughs> and then we're like, what? <laughs> so, yeah, we've actually dug a couple of friends out of the house for the first time in yeah. like three months. So that was good. And they even said the same thing. This is like nice to finally be out. So you know. And now they feel a little more comfortable, I think. Um, yeah. Which is cool. That I'm, I'm glad because nobody's being stupid. I mean, I mean... At oh, least, plenty of people are being stupid. Well, <laughs> stupid is a stupid does. But um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, for the most part, everywhere we've been, the the breweries we've been going to and stuff, and maybe going to a couple different restaurants and things. Yeah. But um, you know, I think most people are being reasonable and like not pushing it. And you know, nobody's come up and tried to lick my beer glass yet. So oh, although you've tried to lick other people's beer glasses. You talk about it all the time. Stupid is a stupid does. Yeah, that's you, Kenny. Oh, wait. That kind of <laughs> fell back in my face. But uh. <laughs> So, anyhow, we've been talking a lot about like going back to breweries. It really isn't that challenging. Um, no, it's not a it's, difficult thing. It's, you know, put, don't forget your mask. Um, yeah, put that's it on pretty when you much a it. requirement almost everywhere. Take it off when you're drinking and sitting down and like say hi. Oh, and you get to see some of your favorite beer tenders again, so that's yes. good. Hopefully you get to see some of your favorite beer tenders again and they're not like fired. <laughs> yeah, if you can, you know, um, if, if you normally just go to the brewery and have a couple drinks and go, I mean, you can do your thing, whatever it is, yeah. but... Um, you know, we've been trying to buy a little extra beer sometimes, which is a hard thing. Yeah, I know. It's, but which is, but um, just to help. Yeah, which keep, we did buy Because they're making beer. up for months of business, of clothes. But here's here's some tips on buying extra beer. Make sure you know what the hell the beer is that you're <laughs> buying on, like, our sour thing. This, yeah, that started this. And we're like, what beer As is As we've been this? talking, though, I was sitting here drinking this sour. I seem to think... I remember you kind of saying, yeah, maybe let's get the sour and try it. Because try it? Okay, why not? Because that sounds like something something you would do. You should try something new and not let the world make you afraid of trying something new. Ooh, that was a really good transition. So this is supposed to be beer boondocking in the C word. Oh, yes. So we've talked at least a decent amount about breweries. Maybe it should be breweries boondocking in the C word. Sure. Or beer. Yes. (laughs) Oh, but I wanted to say one more thing. What? One, we've been buying, even when we go to the brewery, we buy a little to-go beer because that helps support them. But um, I just wanted to say, like, if you can, give a little extra tip, too. Like, an extra 5% is, like, nothing out of your pocket. But it's, for most of us, that's not a big deal. But for these servers and stuff who maybe didn't get to work for a couple months or three months. Yeah, so even if they're grumpy. We're trying to help them. Yeah. We're just, (laughs) you know. I mean, it's what I would like. I would appreciate if somebody went out of their way for me, and we're trying. We're just trying to do that to help. Yeah. I don't know. Just be good to people. But now I'm gonna let April talk. Okay. So when you're like buying beer to go, generally mm-hmm. for us it's buying beer to go because we are to going. <laughs> We've been in Denver. We're to going. We're to going. So. During okay. <laughs> during the whole we're beginning to-going. of COVID, the C word. Ooh. I said it. You said the C word. Um, the whole thing. We were in Alabama for a couple months, which, I mean, I mean, really, it didn't kind of impact us. It didn't impact us that much. So it's not that big of a deal. But we were initially planning on being back in Colorado around June anyhow, and we usually come back here. It's our home base. We usually come back here every three or four months to, like, see friends and family and check on our kids, make sure they didn't burn down the house. 
fix the part of the house that they might have burnt down. Or broken. <laughs> or broken. Because we still own our house, so we still kind of check up on that stuff. And we do and we, some like, maintenance take, on our house, yeah, take our RV. <laughs> we do little repairs maintain. that we need to do. Yeah. Things like that. So it's a good way to come back for a couple weeks and just like get things done that we need to get done. But it's time to really start traveling again. And so that's what we're kind of getting ready to is um, buying some beer to go, getting ready to like travel again for, you know, a few months. And we're headed to a farm. We are. It's nice. We need beer. We need beer. <laughs> but when yeah. we are generally getting ready to go somewhere, we boondock. And I don't know if you know what boondocking means, but basically it's like we used to think it meant free camping kind of in the middle of nowhere. Turns out boondocking as an RVer means you're not plugged in. So you could pay for a campground, but you don't have any hookups and that's boondocking. Just to give you a brief, like kind of backing up a little bit, I'm what we're doing right camping. now, what we're doing right now in um, our parents' driveway is called mooch docking. <laughs> <laughs> um, minimal hookups because we can plug into the electricity and all that's that. That's true. So mooch docking, not paying for anything. That's kind of staying at like in a driveway yeah. or a friend's house and on right. their property or something like that. When we used to go tent camping all the time before we figured out anything about the RV, it was um, dispersed camping, which would mean mm -hmm. we would go kind of out into the middle of nowhere in the forest or, you know, BLM land, Bureau of Land Management, where you can camp mm -hmm. for free without any services. So, you know, if you're going to go to the bathroom, you got to be digging a hole. <laughs> or squatting in the woods. <laughs> oh, when you're when you're dispersed camping. and when tent, we camping. tent camping, yeah. yeah, yeah, because there were no services. So when we moved into the RV, actually, it's two years ago this last week. So happy two-year nomadiversary to us. Hee hee, cheers. I would um, cheers, but she doesn't have her glass. Oh, my so. glass in hand. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when we moved into the RV, to us, boondocking meant free, the same as dispersed. Right. To me, that's what I thought yeah. it was. And for us, it mostly is. Yeah, so that's when we, we talk about boondocking, we, living a stout life, basically mean free camping. And just to give you an idea of how well we do this, last summer when we traveled to Montana oh, yeah. and Idaho, I think we were there for like two months all over the place. And I believe we spent... Maybe like sixteen dollars. Oh, we went to Craters of the Moon. I think that we spent like sixteen dollars total or something like that. So yeah, right. we went to Craters of the Moon National Park because I really wanted to go there. A lot of cool memories there. So we spent money there for one night, mm -hmm. and then there was a brewery, duh, Ten Sleep, Wyoming, where oh, they yeah. had four dollars for camping, <laughs> duh. And That's otherwise, almost free anyway. So. Yeah. Otherwise, the entire rest of those like two months, we did not pay for camping. That's true, yeah. And it was all on this beautiful, like, just different land in, in the mountains and open prairies and next to rivers. And yeah, most of that was in Montana, and but Idaho, too. Yeah, like, next to mountain biking trails. Kind of in the whole western half of the United States, it gets really easy right. to, to go off just to free camp somewhere. The like, there's nowhere. a lot of dispersed sites that you can drive your RV to or, yeah. like, BLM land and things like that that... You don't, when we were at, like along the East Coast and Northeast and stuff, it, there's a lot less of that. It's still possible, but I yeah, there's just a lot less. Probably because it's just like so more, more crowded. Yeah, everything's more populated yeah. there overall. So, I have no, just let me tell you this, I have no idea how people like did any of this 
before the internet and all these apps <laughs> came around because to, I, I just don't know. So like, thank God, because we use so many different apps to figure all this out. And every RV or every traveler or anybody who does this is going to tell you so many different, a lot of common apps, but then they also have their different tools that they use. They really yeah. do. Cause there's, there's like RV trip though. planner and there's, well, and yeah. we don't use that. And like, because most of the people that I hear talk about it are people that we know that stay at campgrounds almost all the time. They want to have hookups and... Campgrounds and RV parks. Like right, state right. parks, RV parks. Right, places where they can have full hookups and be all connected. Um, which, you know, let's face it, it does make your day-to-day -day life a lot easier that way. But you also miss out on some really cool getting out off the grid kind mm -hmm. of places. And, and if you like to get out um, hiking and mountain biking and things like that to me it's much better to be able to get out on like the blm land or just different dispersed type camping find the mountain biking trails and the breweries you should see us so it's really quite funny when mm -hmm. we start planning where we're going so both Which of us have the smartphones the day we're going there, yeah we, so. we we don't really know where we're going to spend the night the day before <laughs> kind of but we get out both of our cell phones and one of us will look up like maybe mountain biking trails through either Trail Forks or MTB Project. I'll put all these app yeah, links in there. Yeah, those are two the, really good apps for mountain biking. Um, lately, it's been more Trail Forks. But like we'll check those out. Then we go on to Campendium or iOverlander or freecampsites.net or Allstays. Mm -hmm. Did I hit all of them? Yeah, I mean, for us. Okay, so those are the ones yeah. that we use. And then we also look on, we have Apple, like iPhones, but we also look on Apple Maps for breweries near me. So we're trying to match up free camping with mountain biking trails with craft breweries. Nice. <laughs> um, if we only had the brain to create an app for all this, maybe we will. <laughs> Stay tuned. Don't take our idea. <laughs> Don't take the idea. True. So we're like trying to plan all this to figure out like where we can try and stay. Um, sometimes it works out awesome. Other times it doesn't work out quite so nicely because it's really funny when we find this like cool off in the distance campground, mm -hmm. not campground, but like dispersed site that is down this dirt road. And I try to read the reviews and it sounds like it's okay. And we start going down the dirt road and then I have to do like a 50 point turn because we can't get <laughs> any further down the dirt road because it's rutted out or something. It's really, really funny if you guys ever get a chance to watch us do seriously. Literally, it's probably a 50 point turn turning around our RV. Done Thank that three or four times yeah, at least. Yeah, we have. Thank and and we still have not learned how to stop driving at night and trying to find campgrounds at night. We're pretty good at not doing that, but occasionally we push it and end up somewhere where it's like okay we should have got here a couple hours because <laughs> <laughs> now there's nothing here and we have to go somewhere else and then we're yeah. really in the dark yeah. trying to find something and literally okay but so I, I guess like how, how could we tell them to like boondock better than we do because we've learned from a lot of mistakes well i mean probably the best things to do like what we normally do which helps is at least have an idea of where you want to go like a day or two ahead of time. That's kind of nice. If it's you, if it's not you, then go it, with you. It depends on what you're doing though. I mean, you know, and we're pretty flexible, so we're easy shifting on the fly. And like April said, not knowing where we're going to be that night, you know, <laughs> sometimes that ha just happens, but, um, that's cause we're obviously very flexible about where we'll stay too, you know? And, and occasionally that means you end up boondocking at Walmart or something like True. that if you get if you get over your skis a little bit but <laughs> over your what get over your skis you get ahead of yourself 
Oh, okay. You're not even a skier. I could be if I wanted to be, but I don't because I'm a knuckle dragger. We're supposed to be but giving anyway, you advice. <laughs> giving you advice. Yeah. So use, there are so many apps out there. Find the apps that fit you and like, well, help and some apps you fit want. areas you're in. I know, but that's what I'm saying is like, yeah. do the research on that. I'm not going to tell you exactly what apps to use. We'll list the apps that we use, but everybody has different goals when they're traveling. Um, so find those apps that match what you need. Well, and I think if you're, if you're looking to get off grid, like us, you've got to kind of plan for where you're going to be able to dump your black tank and your gray tank. Um, cause you, that's something you have when you're at campsites, people get comfortable at RV parks and campgrounds that have full hookups. Cause you don't have to think about dumping your tanks. It's just right there normally. So I suppose a good example of that would be when we were boondogging in Creole in Louisiana, like right mm-hmm. on the beach. It was gorgeous. You could stay there for two weeks and like you and I were both set. How like far we were we going it? to stay there for two weeks. We didn't and make it two weeks. It was like ten days, I think. Yeah, I think we made about ten days before our tanks finally were like, nah, you can't stay yeah. any longer. <laughs> so I mean, uh, there were like we do try and take advantage of like common facilities that are around if they're clean and decent. Right. But if it's a junk, nasty looking porta potty stuff that I've come across and not touching it then yeah our tanks fill up fairly fast right and that's something you can do to lengthen your stay when you're off the grid is it's not in everybody's wheelhouse but most people who want to be out in nature and stuff have probably done some sort of camping like that that we're talking about dispersed camping mm -hmm. and stuff so pee in the woods yeah so like yeah especially as a guy it's very easy but pee in the woods do not leave your toilet paper in the woods no 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 do not get me started on that (laughs) <laughs> no, you, you want to remember normal camping etiquette, which is you you leave no trace. You don't leave well, anything out there, no can. trash, no, no, as best you can. But yeah, definitely, you can leave trash. your pee out there and occasionally poop. <laughs> <laughs> Just dig it. Right, there's a <laughs> way to dig. But the more the more comfortable you are with going out, yeah. like it it obviously depends where you're at too. Because if it's a very populated area where there's a lot of campers, that makes it a little more difficult. Which was but, Creole in Louisiana, you cannot do that. Right, we couldn't just go outside and no. But if you're out somewhere, and it was where you cold. Can, the ocean was cold, so I didn't want to oh, go swimming yeah. <laughs> every time I had to pee. No, yeah. I have a saying the, too, that, though. Yeah, I have a saying too, though. As a woman, I always mm-hmm. say like, if you can pee anywhere, you can go anywhere. Right. And that's something <laughs> as a guy you don't really think about, right? Because you can pretty much pee anywhere. So <laughs> it's pretty easy. But, so, but literally, that's a way you can extend your stay a little bit by, um, by use, like April said, using common facilities like a vault toilet or, or outhouse or whatever. And don't take a damn shower every day. Like, right. That, you'll rip through your water big time. Yeah. You, you know, it's okay day. to not take a shower for like five or six days. You can like sponge bath. Yeah. Yeah. We're not saying don't use good hygiene and don't you, get clean you don't need to be like dirty campers who just don't ever get clean and stink and nasty no, no you, you can just, still like paint your fingernails yeah, sponge you know, bath use a washcloth and get you still put hairspray in your hair you can take a pretty decent kind of shower <laughs> without a shower yeah. you know and it does, you use a lot less water it does granted get a lot harder if you are boondocking in the middle of 18 road near fruta <laughs> in the desert in colorado in june and it's hot and you really don't have a place to take and a you're shower biking in well, the heat and getting sweaty and dirty thank and god nobody else is, stuffer, is out there nobody else is stupid enough to be out there at that time so it's just the two of you anyhow so you know it doesn't matter you can yeah. stink as long as you can handle <laughs> your partner's stink but. um 
Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's a good, that's a good yeah. thing. That's another good tip. And there are, um, like, you'll know a lot of our van lifer friends already dig on this thing probably, but there's some like portable shower type stuff too, like a bag that you can fill with water and hang outside and it warms up and then you can take a shower. So, you know, if you get off the grid enough, you can take a shower outside. Yeah, why not? (laughs) Or you can heat it up outside, bring it inside and shower in your shower. Also too, like we have, I don't, you know, everybody has different tanks and different like freshwater tanks. Ours is like 32. Our freshwater tank is like 35. Okay, 35. Um, in you, gallons so we have 35 gallon freshwater tank plus we also carry with us four to five gallons like the jugs of water gallon and jugs. we have a big six to seven gallon thing of water as well so that adds water to it and that like totally extends our stay sometimes as well well especially because we mountain bike and stuff too yeah. and you want extra drinking water because you need to stay hydrated right. and, or if you're a hiker or whatever whatever you're out there whatever doing. kind of activities but you're doing you definitely if you're boondocking you will conserve you will conserve a lot more water like you'll be very careful how you do your dishes mm-hmm. you your yeah. water does not constantly run <laughs> when you're doing your dishes you use limited water no when we do our dishes Ooh. we have april came up with a good idea like when we first moved in here and this is very similar to stuff we would do when, when we, we were, were tent, tent camping, camping. So, but she got a couple of little plastic tubs that fit into our sink and you put enough water in there, um, with some dish soap so that you can wash your dishes all in one little, like you can use half a gallon of water and wash a bunch of dishes. What kind of dish soap? And you want to make sure you use dish soap that is biodegradable. And there's some that's even made like plant-based already. So it's super biodegradable so i guess as long as you don't have a but, lot of crap and a lot of food and stuff that doesn't belong in nature in your dish water when you're done right when you're done with your dish water you can actually dump that outside, outside instead of filling up your gray tank yeah and that's perfectly fine to do that's trust me april's comes from a um, a background of teaching and outdoor education and stuff so she knows very well the principles of not messing up nature. So <laughs> then, that's a good one. Um, the soap is very important. And like she said, don't have a bunch of crap in there either. So when you do wash your dishes and stuff, we've gotten in the habit of, you know, you scrape your plate off and even wipe it down with a, with your no, napkin no, or paper no. towel. That Kenny licks it. Kenny likes to lick things. He licks the plate. Let's Yeah, let's <laughs> go with that. Let's just go with that. Wait, wait. And let's roll with it. Do, um, do you have one more thing? I'm not going to make any snide comments <laughs> you, or crass <laughs> remarks. But, um, do, do you yeah. have one more thing about the, the dish water? So we learned this from somebody else who does a lot of boondocking too, is when you when you dump your dish water out, and it, that's fine, but then you take your rinse water in your other tub and you use that then because it's clean. Right, it's You then really use clean. that for the next time you wash dishes and you put your soap into that water. So then you've conserved water that way. Right, and when you're rinsing, you can actually use very little water to rinse because yeah. it takes very, really, honestly, it doesn't take a lot, especially if you wash a few dishes. Right. In, if you wash all your dishes, put them in there, so, and then rinse off a little bit. And Yeah, so we covered water. Rinse all kinds of cereal ones. And but. tanks. And so what do people do if they have to, like, work like us and you have to charge a computer? Or you really want to watch, like, I don't know, we're really far behind in the times, but you really want to watch, like, Breaking Bad or, like... I'm watching um, Ozark or like well, you really you want to watch spend shows. about $5,000 a month on GPS or global satellite internet. Mm. No, no. no how how do, do I that, charge my but, computer? Oh, charge your computer? Yeah. I don't know. How do you charge your computer? 
we have a generator. generator. (laughs) Yeah. So there are a lot of, I mean, we're not going to go into any details or technicalities about this. Um, We're not experts, but our um, campfire has a generator on it. Mm -hmm. So we, God, we barely even use that though. Like it's just to charge the computer. Yeah, for the most part. And it charges our house batteries and all that, so we have lights. Right, you have to charge your house battery, otherwise you don't want to let your house battery run down because that's really bad for the battery. So pretty much we're going to run it every day. Um, And when we do, we try try not to run it all the time just because we don't like the sound of the generator running all the time. It's not overly loud, but it's enough. And so we use that to charge stuff up and to charge our house battery and things like that. Um, but a lot of if it's really hot and we need to run our air conditioner, air. we do have to run the AC, the generator to run our AC. But a lot of rigs have solar power that right. does a lot of that too, so we just solar don't. Power is that's a, big a possibility. Thing. Um, another thing you can look at too is there are a lot of portable. You basically it's like a battery in and of itself that you can like charge your you most people have probably seen this. You can charge your phones off of usually multiple times off one thing depending on what size of it you get but for anywhere from 50 bucks up to two or three hundred bucks you can get these power packs that will charge your computer will charge your phones things like that so if you don't have a generator and you haven't figured out the solar thing yet that's another good option Um, there's there's a lot more things that i mean not really a lot more that you really need to know to boondock but i think that from what we've heard from some people who rarely boondock they're just kind of fearful of it because they just don't think it's possible. But it's really easy to just oh, go it's in not the middle that difficult of nowhere. At all. The biggest things are, I mean, know your know your vehicle and what kind of like clearance you have and stuff. So yeah, our most sucks. Most RVs, you get it gets a little easier when you get a van, and then it gets even easier if you're like have some kind of tricked out Jeep or something. But if you're doing the tricked out Jeep thing, you're not listening to us about how to disperse camp. Uh, <laughs> basically, if you have an RV though, you you do need to pay attention to the clearance of your rig, and that and by that, usually your limitations are going to be things like your exhaust pipe hanging down, or like in our case, our black tank are the the outlet for our black which tank hangs down and doesn't give us much clearance which so. i have literally ripped off once she has one time yes in buena vista and, in the and mountains almost a second and time. almost twice no, more yeah that's true almost twice more and one of them was just this weird steep driveway that we were turning around in again <laughs> turning around and the other one yeah, is because we are trying to find a spot at night but yeah know your vehicle and <laughs> but but you can kind of scout that, like especially if you use the apps we were talking about and stuff. Most of them, uh, most of the time, you know, you can find spots on there that people leave good comments and yeah. stuff, and they'll say, "Oh, the road on this one's pretty rough," and you might have to, you might want to go out and scout it out first and see. I mean, some people will tell you, and you're just like, "Oh yeah, we're not going there. That's obvious. We're not going there," by the reviews and things like that. But a lot of times. If it's just kind of a rough road or, or they say, oh, it's been kind of washboarded or something, you can navigate those things if you just go slowly. But you can also go out there and just check out the road or something. With what? Like we have bikes. You can get on our like We don't tow a car with us or anything like that. We just have our motorhome. And how and often have we taken our bikes off to go scout out something? Uh, a couple of times. Maybe once. It's She's a good idea. I'm a liar. It's a good idea to do that, but we rarely do that. Just be cautious, and you can usually get good comments from people to know what areas you can go to. 
But on the exact opposite of that, don't yeah. let those comments stop you from going to the place that you want to try to go. Or if there are not reviews and you still want to try and go, like follow who you are and like go if you want to go and check it out. Don't let somebody else, somebody else's opinion of something change what you want to go find. Right. My only recommendation for that would be maybe give yourself a little bit extra time just in case it doesn't pan out. Okay. Or maybe have kind of, or if you know, or if there's somewhere nearby that place that you know sounds like almost a surefire thing that you're going to be able to go to, but it's your second choice, go check out your first choice and see. And then, you know, you've always got that backup. So, so. I, yeah. So I think on that too, what he's like trying to say and what we kind of have to like meld this back into the C word is like to be flexible. If you're mm -hmm. boondocking, whether it's during COVID or not, or whatever the situation is when you're trying to boondock or find these different places, that are off the beaten path kind of thing you you just need to be flexible yeah um, because sometimes it's going to work out and sometimes it's not and i know for me when we first started um doing all this and camping kind of in the middle of nowhere i would get so excited because it was going to be this beautiful spot um and we just we couldn't fit in there or the road just was terrible or there was no wi-fi and we still work and we had to have some sort of a signal um, but then it, it just kind of changed over the years when I realized that we wouldn't be out here in the first place. So we'll just go find somewhere else that's different, but also still very cool. And you, it's just another place that you get to go check out. So whether it's COVID or not, you have to be flexible because you're not really sure what's going to be open sometimes or what could be mm -hmm. closed sometimes or. Yeah, just even during. Or maybe you just don't even feel safe there. Because that's yeah. a thing, too. You're in the middle of nowhere, so you have to trust your gut. No, absolutely. You should totally trust your gut. That's that's a big thing when it comes to safety on the road is just, yeah. you know, if it doesn't feel right, eh, you know what? Maybe it's fine, but if your gut says it's not... Get the fuck out. Get Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Get the fuck out <laughs> and go somewhere where you feel a little more comfortable. And, you know, that's... That's just common sense, and but it's something that I think people don't trust their gut enough. And yeah. Don't let the bear scare you away, though, because if you're in the middle of nowhere, for example, like, don't let the animals scare you away. It's the people that are scary. So, like, well, I'm just saying, if you're, <laughs> I have this weird fear so of So, if there's a giant grizzly bears, bear? Well, if there's a giant fucking grizzly bear, you are, like, kind of screwed anyhow. It's a grizzly bear. I don't know how to tell you to, to do something with a grizzly bear. Black bears, I can help you I out. I say Grizzlies? just don't get out of the vehicle, turn around and go. Okay, but if you're out of your vehicle... <laughs> <laughs> I was the just person trying... who's never come face to face with either one. I don't ever plan on it either, but I've Me seen either. a few of black bears. <laughs> All yeah. I was trying to say though is if don't let like the 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 fear of like kind of the unknown stop you from doing something because Oh yeah. Yeah. When it's your unknown that you have created, it's really awesome. When it's COVID's unknown, yeah, fuck COVID's unknown. But <laughs> when it's your unknown that you're putting yourself into and you're excited for that adventure, then, oh my God, sit outside, watch the stars and drink your beer that you just got from the brewery that you just, you know, visited after mountain biking. Yeah. I mean, make <laughs> it enjoyable. Make it fun. I mean, it is fun. So, you know. If you've never done, if you've never boondocked before, if you've, especially the like off grid dispersed camping kind of thing or whatever, don't let it freak you out. You know, do your research, do extra research if you want to. Don't, don't be like, as a wait till the last minute, or if just that's not your style, get a hold of us, do a little extra. We'll yeah, help you out. absolutely. You can always send us an email or whatever at Ken and April at living a yeah. Um, but I mean, we do love to talk to everybody and 
you know, we're always open to questions and stuff, but it's nothing to freak out about. And, you know, if you've got, if you've got other RV buddies or something, and maybe you've got friends like us <laughs> that do this kind of, we do that a lot and we go off grid a lot, just say, Hey, do you mind if we buddy up with you sometime and go find a place? And There's most so people much, want to go out. So many anyway. people do that. And be, and it's really great because sometimes you don't want to just be with the person you're with all the time. You want to be with other people. So when you oh, get yeah. a group together, it's really nice. Yeah. So you she's don't, like, kill your she's partner. She gave me the evil eye. She's like, oh, I'm about to kill you. I am because we've been in this driveway for, all oh, like, about two and a half <laughs> weeks, and it's time to get the hell out, and we're starting and we to are. travel we again are. in a few days. And we're going to go meet some of our friends uh, yeah. up near Buena Vista in Salida, Colorado. Yep, and then to my dad's farm in South Dakota, farm. and then back to Co Colorado is just stunning. Like, I, it's so many people here, but, like, we're going to be back in Colorado in the fall. No, Colorado There's sucks. Don't come here. So much mountain biking here. <laughs> it's ridiculous. There is. There's a lot of mountain biking. There's a lot of hiking. There's yeah. anything outside. Uh, there's breweries everywhere. There's so much outdoor stuff to do here, though. But like boating, but, canoeing, yeah. paddle boarding, fishing, hunting, whatever you want. We don't hunt. I don't. <laughs> Rock climbing. I don't fish either, but you could do it. You could totally do it. We're also excited, though, because we're heading towards the Pacific Northwest here in a couple months and like listening to all the stuff that you were just talking about. Mm-hmm. Can't I can't wait there. to do that there, too. Yeah, you can't do it yeah. there. Pretty sure. Yeah. Okay, so we do know that we're <laughs> going to the Pacific Northwest. We do not know anything about where we're staying, how long we're staying anywhere, which way we're going. We're going to find a hop farm. We are going to find a hop farm. But that's what I'm just saying. That's how we travel is we don't... Because we're going to be there during hop season. I want to go to a hop farm. We don't plan very much ahead of time besides the fact of where we're going that's all we do the hop farm <laughs> the and hop farm that's gonna happen i don't know which one okay but we're going i don't know if we were entertaining or helpful to you guys at all this time but hopefully now so. you know how to go back into the breweries with grace and kindness which you all knew beforehand so just continue <laughs> to do that hopefully now you know that you can pee and poop in the woods if you do it like sustainably sustainably or yes with you sustain your pee and poop. <laughs> <laughs> Pack out your toilet paper. Wait a minute. Don't sustain If you sustain it for too long, you probably have an then issue. You're be in the you hospital. might want to go talk to a doctor. Yeah, don't do that. Um, seek medical no. attention if you sustain too long for peeing and pooping. <laughs> but no, um, like we weren't uber specific about our tips for boondocking because it doesn't need to be. Because you, there's you don't so need many to go crazy. ways to do it. Right. We gave you some little ideas and the apps and like I think like April said, we'll put some apps and some links and things in the show notes and stuff like that. Um, if you check it out on the website, livingastoutlife.com. But um, yeah, it doesn't need to be simple or it doesn't need to be overly complicated. It is, it is a pretty simple thing. You just need to have the right mindset for it. Like you said, be flexible. Yeah. And even that, like we are really grateful that when we were growing up, um, as kids and when we were like as adults kind of getting out on our own and camping and doing our own thing that we like did tent camp like we didn't go yeah. to campgrounds and we went to these places that didn't have all these facilities and for us that really kind of made it so much easier to just be out in the middle of nowhere boondocking in the rv because that's what we did before so if you've never done that it's as just tent much camping, more comfortable yeah yeah in the <laughs> rv yeah much but if you've never done it that way, tent camping, and you're just not really used to that, I mean, it's still very doable, especially if, an R if you oh. have an RV. Yeah. 
but we said it earlier if if you really want to do it but just want some more guidance like we'll totally help you out yeah in a heartbeat yeah hit us up and don't let fear yeah. stop you fear is like the challenge that should keep you going with that yeah our cheers i think is forget fear forget fear yes okay forget trying to fear. keep it pg that part why pg i don't know okay forget fear Fuck cheers <laughs> <laughs> And with that, thank you for listening. And if you could, leave us a rating or a review. That helps us a lot. And check out the website, livingusoutlife.com. Shoot us an email, Ken and April, at livingusoutlife.com. And drink some beer. Drink some good beer. Go find some trails. Go find some good trails. And um, don't pay for camping. Don't pay for bad <laughs> camping. Pay for good camping. It's okay. I think with that, we should probably go. See you next time. Bye. We'd love to hear from you, so keep the conversation going. Send us a note, share a beer recommendation or two, or just say hey. This Stout Conversation has been brought to you by livingastoutlife.com, where you can find community and resources for all your craft beer travel and adventure lifestyle needs.